the first word on the top of and we are in the middle of a b'risa where the b'risa started at the bottom of and the b'risa is describing how Klai went through the Yadin when Yeshua was leading them into Eretz Yisrael. The b'risa told us that there were two differences when they were traveling through the Yadin that generally didn't happen as generally the Oren traveled after two machres as you first had Degel Machri Huda and then Degel Machri Ruvain and only afterwards the Oren. However, when they went through the Yadin, the Urn led the charge, and although generally the Bnei Kos who were the Levim, they carried the Urn, however, when they were going through the Yadin, the Kehanim carried the Urn. And Agamara now continues with the Brisa of Akivish Nitbul Ragli Kehanim Bemayim Chazur Amayim Lachreim, and the moment that the feet of the Kehanim went into the water of the Yadin, so the water stopped flowing downstream, and this way the Yidden were able to cross through the Yadin as there was no more water from the point where the Kehanim was standing and downstream. And what happened to the water? So since it stopped flowing downstream, so the water started flowing upwards and the water kept piling up on top of each other and the water now formed a wall of water and it was almost like there was a dam that stopped the water and therefore the water had to go somewhere and instead of flowing downstream it started flowing vertically and it went up to the Shemayim and the Gemara brings a Pasuk Shinem as the Pasuk states in Yeshua and Parak Gimel and the Pasuk continues and and the Mayim, which was flowing downstream, went upwards and it created a wall of water. And Rashi tells us, the Kahanim stood there until the entire Klaisal passed through the Yardin, and the Mayim would not go back, and it wouldn't go back to flow downstream until the Kahanim left the Yardin as well. And Rabbi Yehuda continues, and how high did the Mayim reach? It went up 12 mil into the sky, which is the same share as the Machri Sol, because the Machri Sol took up a space of 12 mil. The Rabbi Huda, these are the words of Rabbi Huda. And we learned Agamara like Rashi, that Rashi is not Geris, Shnei Masa Mil, Al Shnei Masa Mil, as the only thing that we have to take into account is the length of the Machri of Klai Sol, as the entire length of the encampment of Klai Sol had to pass through the Yadin. And as Rashi says, show you Shnei Masa Mil, Al Shnei Masa Mil, that Klai Sol went through the Yadin the same way that they were encamped, which was a 12 mil by 12 mil area, the name of and they went through the Yadin the same way that they encamped. That the width of the Machla went exactly the way that they were traveling, and they took up a 12 mil space. And Rashi continues, That the amount of time it took Klayasol to pass through the Yadin was the length of the Machna, and the length of Klayasol was 12 mil. And that's why the three of Yehuda, the water of the Yadin, went up the shear of 12 mil and that is because it's the same shear as the length of the Machna of Klai Yisrael and just to keep in mind that a bit because the Bryce started at the bottom of Daflam Gilom Beis and the Bryce started Kesed Ovi Yisrael Siyadim Echol Yoyim Or Neseya Achashtei Degolom Vayoyim Nasa Tchila and we said that clearly this Bryce holds that when Klai Yisrael traveled they didn't travel the same way that they encamped but they traveled in a straight line and at this point of the Bryce we see that Klai Yisrael traveled in the same way that they encamped and Tzarach and the Gemara continues, 
Shimon says to Rabbi Yehuda, Lidvecha, according to your shita, Adam Kalim, Mayim Kalim, is a person faster than water, or is water swifter than a person? Have you Imam Mayim Kalim? Certainly water is quicker than a person. And if it only went up an exact amount of 12 mil, then Lechera, Klai Yisrael still had to pass through the Yadin. And if at that point the water started flowing again, part of Klai Yisrael would have been in the Yadin and they would have drowned Klai Yisrael. And therefore you can't say that the water only went up the shear of 12 mil. And therefore, Blazer Rabbi Shimon argues on this point on Behuda and he says, that really what occurred is that the Mayim kept piling up on each other, keeping Al Gabi keeping as if there were waves on top of waves. Yes, and Mishlesh Mayis Mill, and it continued going upward for 300 mil, and it even went above the clouds. Until it was visible to all the kings of the east and west, and they were able to see that Klaisol had another miracle, and the nace of the Yadin occurred, and the Yadin split for Klaisol. And keep in mind that the Yadin stayed split, and the water kept going up towards the Shemayim even longer than the amount of time it took Klaisol to go through the Yadin, because as we know, that Klaisol actually took stones out of the Yadin, and the Kahanim waited until that point that they were able to remove those stones and take them with them in order to build them as back. And in addition, as we'll see in a moment, Yeshua actually said Musa to Klaisol while they were standing in the Yardin, and therefore you have to take that into account as well. And in order to answer the Shita of Rabbi Huda, Rabbi David Luria states that since the Pasuk in Yeshua states that the nation hurried and they passed through the Yardin, so we see that when Klaisol went through the Yardin, they went at a very quick pace, and they were able to pass through the Yardin, and Yeshua was able to give them Musa, and they were able to take that Vanim out of the Yadin, and even so, the water of the Yadin only formed a wall that was 12 mil high. And the Mepharshim asked that why is it Benigayi Yadin that the Ragli Khanim went into the water and immediately the Yadin split, and Benigayi Yamsuf, we find that the only time that the Yamsuf split was only when Nachshim Ben Aminadav went in up to his neck. And they explained that Kriyas Yamsuf was before Matan and therefore there was a Chiddush that the Yamsuf would split. However, based on the Skosatayra, then certainly it's not such a Chiddush that the Yadin would split, and quite possibly that is why the urn went first, as the Schusatero was what caused the Yadin to split. And the Bryson continues, Rabbi Lezbeb Shimon said that the water went up till 300 mil, and the Gemara brings a Pasuk Shinema, as the Pasuk says in Yeshua in Parakei, and it was that when all the kings of Amari that are on the other side of the Yadin, which was on the west, and they heard all the Nisim that Kaj Baruch did by the Yadin, and the Chol Machaknani Ashel Yom, and the Machaknani also heard about the Yadin, that they heard that dried up the Yadin in front of Klaisol, out of them until they passed through the Yadin, by Yimas Levavam, and their hearts melted, and they were scared of Klaisol, and therefore they were frightened from Klaisol. Because the Pusik says, and it doesn't say that they saw something, so what is the Raya? Then the Mashah says that just by hearing, that wouldn't have been enough that she should be so scared, and it must have been that they saw something that got them to realize how serious this was and how great the Gnisim were for Klai Yisrael. And the Bryson continues, and also Rachba Zayna said to the Shluchim that was sent by Yeshua, which happened prior to the Yadin splitting, and she said, because we have heard that HaKadosh Baruch dried up the Yamsuf in front of Klai Yisrael when you went out of Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk continues, and once again, even though Use the Lush and Shmir. However, Rachma Zayin was actually saying that we actually saw the Kriyas Yamsuf because the Medrash says that every single cup of water split at the time of Kriyas Yamsuf, and therefore all the Goyim realized that Kriyas Yamsuf actually occurred. And therefore, we see the Risha 
Goyim, the Kriya Samsov and the Yardin splitting had on the Goyim, and they became completely frightened from Klai Yisrael. And as Rachel continues, V'nishma v'yimus l'vavenu v'lekoma o'iruach b'ishma p'lechem, ki Hashem alekechem hu alekim b'ashmayim ma'al v'alaor t'mitochas. And even though the Maisa of Rachel happened 40 years after Kriya Samsov, you see that this was still on Goyim's mind, and they were still scared of Klai Yisrael 40 years later. And the Bryson continues to discuss the story when they went through the Yadin. O'idim b'yadin, Klai Yisrael was still in the Yadin, Omelam Yeshua, and Yeshua said to him, you should know why you're passing through the Yadin. And the reason is because we're going to go and kill out all the people of the lands and in order for us to go and take him over and that we should inherit these lands. Shunem has Moshe Rabbeinu told us, and Yeshua continued and stated, if you do so and you'll help to be Yerush land, then that's fine. And if you're not going to do that, then the water should come and should drown you. And the Gemara asks, "My Oisichem, what is the lashon of Oisichem?" If Lachir were talking about Klai Yisrael, she said Eschem. And the Gemara explains that Yeshua was telling Klai Yisrael that if you don't listen and if you will not destroy the Goyim and inherit the lands, then we should all be destroyed. Oisiv Eschem, not only you but myself as well. And as we know, a leader is Nitvas Achriya Am, and if there will be an Einish on the rest of Klai Yisrael, then there will be an Einish on Yeshua as well. Even though Yeshua wanted to do the right thing. And before we continue, let's just point out, as we learned before, that. Moshe Rabbeinu told Klai Yisrael that when you pass through the Yadin, then you'll take 12 stones out of the Yadin. As the Pesach states, And the Bryson now discusses that not only did Klai Yisrael take 12 stones out of the Yadin in order to create a Mizbeach and in order to write the entire Sefer Torah in Ayin Lashonis as we learned previously and in order afterwards to break them apart and set them up as a monument in Gilgal, However, they were also had 12 stones that they actually placed in the Yardin at the place of the Ragley Kohanim. And before we begin the Gemara, let's just point out that in Yeshua and Parak Gimel, Pasuk Yudbez, the Pasuk says, that even prior to going into the Yardin, Yeshua already designated 12 people, one person from each Shevet, to be the ones that are involved in setting up these stones and taking these stones out of the Yardin. And then in Parak Dal, Pasuk Dal, the Pasuk states, and our Gemara now continues that while they were still in the Yadin, Yeshua, Yeshua said to those 12 people that he set up and that he designated to be the 12 people that dealt with the stones. And the Gemara quotes from Yeshua, Paragdal, Pasuk Hay, which is the next Pasuk of the Pasuk we just spoke about. And the Pasuk tells us that Yeshua said to these 12 people, should each pick up one stone on your shoulders, which will be the count of the Shvatim as they were 12 people connected the 12 Shvatim and they took the stones and they placed them underneath the feet of the Kehanim and Uksiv in the next Pasuk states and since these stones were so large so they protruded from the Yardin and therefore in future generations they would ask Klai what exactly are these stones that are protruding out of the Yardin and the Gemara doesn't quote what the response is but the Pasuk states in Pasuk Zayin and you'll tell your children and as a Gemara states, similar that this is similar to their children that Klai Yisrael pierced through the Yadin and Akash Baruch made this great nace and the Yadin dried up in front of Klai Yisrael. And the Gemara continues and discusses the Psukim in Paragdal and Pasagimel as Oydim Biyadin that they were still in the Yadin and Omel and Yeshua and Yeshua told him again, Sulachem Izeh Mitrechi Yadin, Mimatzav Ragla 
Kainim, Hachin, Steim Esri Avonim, Vivatim Isim Mimachem, Vinachtim Isim Bimaloi, Nashatilinu Bayalayla. As we discussed, this is referring to another 12 stones that Klai Yisrael took out of Yadin, and they wrote the Torah in 70 languages, and they used these stones as a Mizbech, and then they broke it apart, and they made a monument out of these stones in Gilgal. And as the Gemara explains, Yachal Bechal Maloi Maloi, you would think that they placed these stones at every place that they encamped. Tamaloyma, therefore the Pasuk says, Ashatilinu Bayalayla, that only in the place where they were encamped that night, which was in Gilgal. And the Gemara continues, Am Rabbi Huda and Samagaris, Am Rabbi Yesi, Abba Chalafta, which is the father of Rabbi Yesi, who was Rabbi Yesi ben Chalafta, Rabbi Leza ben Masio ben Chanani ben Chachinoi, Omdu Al-Isan Avonim, they actually stood on these actual Avonim, Veshirim, Kolachas, Vachashkulo, Kabam Saw, and they estimated that each one was the weight of 40 Saw. And of course, that's a huge weight, and that was carried by one person. And the Gemara continues, Ukamiri, and we have Kabbalah, the Tuna, the Madli, Inishla Kasfe, Tilsa, the Tunayavo, that the weight that a person could carry when he has to lift up the weight by himself is only one third of the weight that he actually could carry if someone helps him to lift a package onto his shoulders. And since we see that each of these people were able to carry a stone that was the weight of 40 saw, so if a person has someone helping them with the package, then they could carry three times as much and they will be able to carry a total of 120 saw. And the Gemara states that based on this cheshben, therefore we can make a cheshben and we can figure out the size and the weight of the cluster that the Muraglim brought back from Eretz Yisrael when they went to spy out the land in Pasha Shlach. And the Gemara will continue with the Cheshbin, and the Gemara brings the Pasuk in Shlach that states, The Gemara states, as the Pasuk says, that they carried it on a pole with two people, since it says that they had a pole, so certainly it had to be that two people were carrying it, as if there's a grape cluster that's attached to a pole, then the only way to carry that pole is by one person holding one side, and the other person holding the other side. And therefore the Gemara states, Why does the Torah say the word two? It teaches us that they actually carried it with two poles. And Armin Abitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak explained, that they actually took a cluster of grapes and they tied it to two poles. And then in order to support the weight of this cluster of grapes, they actually took another two poles and they put these poles diagonally underneath the other two poles in order to create a support for the original two poles. And therefore in order to carry this cluster of grapes, they used four poles, and in order to carry four poles, we need eight people, and as the Gemara says, HaKetad, Shemayin Nasu Eshkol, and eight of the Meraglam carried one cluster of grapes, Echad Nasu Rimayin, one carried a pomegranate, Ve'echad Nasu Te'ina, and one carried a fig, Yeshua, Ve'kalav, Le'nasu Klum, and Yeshua and Kalav, which were the other two of the Meraglam, didn't carry anything, and the Gemara explains either one of two reasons, either because they were so chashev, and therefore they weren't given something to carry, they didn't want to get involved in the Maisa and therefore they didn't feel necessary to bring anything back from Eretz Canaan because they had a promise of Meish Rabbeinu that it's Eretz Zavaz Chalvadvash and they felt that they don't have to bring anything back to show Klai Yisrael if they know that Meish Rabbeinu promised them that it's going to be a great land and Ayin Rashi Shlai Hayyubah Isa Eitzah Lahavi Eshkel Meshunah as Yeshua and Kalev were not in the Eitzah to bring a cluster which was different and was much larger than usual Shem Raglam Lurad Neskavnu that the Raglam Neskavnu Lurad Loimak to tell people Kashem Shapirah Meshunim just like the peers are different and they're much larger than usual and we have to be scared and concerned because the inhabitants of the land are also much larger than usual and they're stronger and potentially they could beat us when we come to fight with them when we come in Territ Yisrael. Since by the Meraglim they had other people that helped them with this cluster of grape and helped load it for them so therefore each of the Meraglim were able to carry 120 saw and there were 8 Meraglim that carried one cluster of grapes so you had 
people times 120 saw, which comes out to 960 saw, and the cluster of grapes was a huge cluster of grapes. And it's a bit sarah beer because the chayra, just like over here, where there were eight people, so we know that each one helped the other to hold it and to lift it up. So the chayra, by the stones also, each one of the people helped the other one to lift up their stone onto their shoulder. And maybe when it says there was 40 saw, that is the shear that someone is able to hold when someone helps them to load their package onto their shoulder, v'tzarek beer. And the Gemara continues, Pliti by Rab Ami, Rab Yitzchak Nafcha, there's machlikas between Rab Ami and Rab Yitzchak Nafcha. Chad Amma, one of them holds, the liver of Yehuda, Kichniyastin Avru, that they traveled in the same manner that they were encamped. And as we explained before, that's why when they were traveling, they were 12 mil by 12 mil. However, the liver of Lesber of Shimon that holds that the water went up for 300 mil, that is a huge amount. And Bezach Hazar Avru, it must be that they were traveling in a straight line. And that's why when the water split, the water was able to go up to a height of 300 mil. And Mechadam and one says, Bein Mar, Bein Mar, it doesn't make a difference according to Rachita and Rabbi Huda, as well as Rabbi Lezbeb Shim, both hold Kichniyas and Avru, that they actually traveled the same way they encamped. Masav Adun Kal, according to Rabbi Huda, he holds that a person was quicker than water, and either, as we explained before, that they quickened their pace in order to make it through the Yardin. Whereas Taisa says that although generally water is much quicker than a person, however, that's when it's flowing in its normal manner, and it's flowing downstream. However, over here, where it was going against gravity, and was going up to the Shemayim, then it was slowed down, and therefore a person was quicker than the water. And Umarasov, Mayim Kalim, and Rabbi Lezbeb Shimon hold that the water was quicker, and that's why it went up to a height of 300 mil. And the original question that we had, as far as the beginning of the Brisa, which is Mashman, that they were traveling in a straight line, as we said, that even though generally Degel Machli Yehuda came first, and then Machli Ruvain, and then the Arun, but over here the Arun went first, so it makes sense, according to the first man, the Omar, as at least he could be going like the Shita Rabbi Lezbeb Shimon in the Brisa, but according to the second man, that said, then the beginning of the Brisa is not like either Shita that we find at the end of the Brisa. It's not like Rabbi Huda, not like Rabbi Lezbeb Shimon, and the Gemara continues, and Dashin the Psukim, Benegadim Raglam, Shlach Lecha Anoshim, the Torah states that Kosh Baruch Hu told Meshur Abenu, send for yourself Anoshim and send them Raglam. Or Mesh Lakish, Shlach Lecha Midaitcha, Hakosh Baruch Hu was telling Meshur Abenu, I really don't want to send Raglam, as I already told you that Zavas Chalvud Vash, and I also told you that you'll be able to vanquish all the people in Eretz Canaan, and therefore there's no reason to send Raglam. And as Rashi says, Therefore, I'm not actually commanding you. However, since you came to me with a request that the Raglam should be able to go and spy out Eretz Canaan, as Klai Yisrael came to Moshe, as the Pasuk says, So I'm not going to hold you back from sending them Raglam. And the Gemara explains further, that if Akash Baruch would have given them a Tzibui, and it would have been a mitzvah to send them Raglam, then they would have been protected, and nothing bad could have happened to them. And therefore, Akash Baruch was saying, I'm not giving this mitzvah, because I know that bad will happen. I know that Raglam will actually come back and speak Lash and Hara and be Maitzi Di about Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara continues, and that's why the Pasuk says in Pasha's Devarim, when Moshe Rabbeinu was discussing the Raglam, that this thing was good in my eyes, it was good in my eyes, and not in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Taitz Rosh actually points out that really Moshe Rabbeinu also did not feel it was a good idea, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised that it's Eretz Zavos Chalvodvash. However, he miscalculated and he thought that if he tells Klai Yisrael that they could send Raglam, then they would actually believe him and they wouldn't actually go ahead with their plan and they would not send him Raglam. But the Maisa, Moshe Rabbeinu was wrong and they sent him Raglam in any case. And the Gemara continues and dashes another Pasuk that's stated in Pasha's Devarim. And the Pasuk states, And the Gemara states that the Lashon Vayachbru, even though it means that they should spy out, but Amr Abchir Ba'aba, 
always that we want to bring out the embarrassment of Eretz Yisrael. As Kliv Hachet says over here, "Vayachpul on his arts." Because of that the Levana will have busha and the son will have busha. And the Gemara continues that in Pasuk Shlach and Pasuk Dal, the Torah states, "Ve'ilu Shemaisam." Once again, in Pasuk Tezayin, the Pasuk states, "Ilu Shemaisanoshem." Asher Shalach Moshe lost his arts. And since it says the lotion of shame twice, so it seems that the Torah is telling us there was something special about these names. The names were Hashem Asim, as the Gemara says that the Pasuk says, "Ve'ilu Shemaisam." Lamati Ruben Shemu Ben Zaka. And Amr Abitzal Abitzal states, "Dov is them mysterious beyadin miyavasenu muraglam Hashem Asim nikru." That we have this mysterious from our forefathers that the Miraglim's names were based on the actions and we only understand how to explain one of them as the Torah states and we learn out he tried to contradict the action of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and some girls over here that he contradicted the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it was Zavis Chalad Rosh and they tried to prove otherwise and his father's name was Michal and the Lashon of Michal is Mach Kale, and his name was telling us that he tried to make HaKadosh Baruch Hu weak referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he tried to make him weak and some states that the Pasuk says that he hid his words and we won't be going to words and they jumped over the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and Rashi says he jumped over he didn't say it exactly the way it is and the same is Rashi says they didn't say the actual things that actually happened, and he changed what actually happened in Eretz Canaan in order to bring false testimony about Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara continues, and we'll dash in the following Pasuk that states, And our Gemara begins, And the Gemara asks, It should say that they came to Hebron, and why does the Torah use a Lashon Yochid? And the Gemara explains, That at that time, Kholov separated himself from the rest of Raglam, and he went and spread himself out on the cap of his forefathers. Amalhani said, that I should be saved from the council of the Raglam, and I shouldn't fall into that trap. And the Gemara continues that we know that Yeshua also didn't fall into the trap of the Raglam, and why did Yeshua go to Chevron? And the Gemara explains, Yeshua, that the reason is because Yeshua already had the protection because Moshe Rabbeinu already davened for Yeshua. Shinem, as the Pasuk says, who he called Yeshua, and Yeshua stands for that Baruch Hu should save you from the eats of the Meraglim. There's a shayla if Moshe Rabbeinu called him Yeshua at this moment, or he was already called Yeshua many years prior to this. Ayin Berishayim, and the Gemara continues that we know that Kaliv went to Hebron because behind the Chsiv, that's why the Torah states when Kaliv received a reward for not being part of Meraglim, the Pasuk states for Abdi Kaliv Ekev and the pasuk continues, and the pasuk clearly says that I'll bring him to the land that which he came to, which means that he went to Hebron during the time that he was part of Meraglim, and now I will bring him back to that land. And the pasuk in Shlach continues, and his children will be yerush that land. And Rashi says that we know in Yeshua in Parak Yudala, the pasuk states, that Hebron received Kaliv, and therefore clearly we see that Kaliv is the one that went to Hebron. And I am the second last Taisus on this Amid, in Diva Maschal Avaisa, Bakshu Alai Rachmim, that Taisus 
Yes, in Taima, Vaom Perk Bisha Mesai, that Mesai Loya Dinamide, that they don't know anything, Umashma Maskana, Vafilo Avasa Ilam, that even the others don't know anything. And Taisa states, Yeshleim and Dali De Tfilo, Shazemis Palo, Medin, Han Shakachus Palo, that in the Chanamide, they don't know what's going on in this world, but once someone davens, then they go up to Shemayim and they tell the person that you should know that your children are in need. And the Mefarshim discussed that how could it be that he would even go and daven to his forefathers as Lachari, we can't daven to a person even as an intermediary, and we can only daven directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ayin bin Mefarshim. And the Achreinim, including the Ben Yoda and the Masha, asked that Lachari, we have a klal, HaKal B'day Shemayim, Chutz Shemayim, so how could it be that he would go and daven and that would help if that seems to go against this klal of HaKal B'day Shemayim, Chutz Shemayim, and the same is true in the Gei Moshe Rabbeinu that changed Yeshua's name and he made his name Yeshua, that Kal Yashiachim Atzas Meraglam, how would that help if again we have the klal of HaKal B'day Shemayim, Chutz Shemayim, Ayin Shem. And the Gemara continues, Vishom Achim and Sheisha V'Samay, and in that land we had the three giants, Achim and Sheisha and Samay. Achimon, why was he called Achimon? Miyumin Shebe'ochad, because he was the strongest of his brothers, which is Lashin from Yemin, which is the strongest of a person's hands. Sheishai Shemesim Asar is Kishchasais. The reason why he was called Sheishai is because when he walked on the land, he was so heavy that he made indentations into the ground. And Rashi says, V'Lashin Sheishai Le Parish Lano Mai Domin L'Shchisais. How is this similar to Shchisais? And Rashi says, V'Nira Lashin Amudei Sheish. The Lashin of Sheishai comes from pillars of marble. Shein Kfeinim because they're very heavy. Umakim Amadim Nika and Therefore, wherever you place them, you're able to see the indentation. Finally, Talmai Shemesim Asarit Slamim Plamim, as when he walked, he created furrows in the ground, just like someone does plowing in the ground. And the Gemara continues, and Rashi Masech Zuma says that when Akir is Dover Achar, as this is not going to be another explanation as to why the name is Achiman Sheisha in Talmai, and just telling us facts. Achiman Bona Anas, Achiman built a city called Anas, Sheisha Bona Olash, Talmai Bona Talbush. And finally, the Pasuk says, Yilidei Ha'anek, that they were the children of the giant, Shemenik and Cham Vikaimasan, that they were so tall that when you looked at them, you thought that they were wearing the sun as a necklace. And the Gemara continues, and the Gemara continues, my what does it mean that it was built? If you're going to say it was actually built seven years before Tzayin, doesn't make sense that Cham would go and build a city for his son Canaan, who was his younger child, prior to building Tzayin Mitzrayim, which was for his older child, who was Mitzrayim. As we know, the Pasuk states, the children of Cham, Kush Mitzrayim will put a Canaan, and therefore we see that Mitzrayim was older than the Canaan. What the Pasuk is telling you is that Hebron is seven times greater and better quality than Tzayim Mitzrayim. And the Gemara explains that there is no worse lands in Eretz Yisrael than from Hebron. And the riot to this is the that this was an area that people buried their dead, as we know the Maris Machpela is in Hebron. And Avram Avinu went there as he wanted to make a basic verse in Hebron since he wouldn't use other pieces of land in Eretz Yisrael, which could be cultivated. And there's no greater land in the world than Eretz Mitzrayim. As the Pasuk states, describing the Gan Hashem, it was like Eretz Mitzrayim. And there's no greater land in Eretz Mitzrayim. That is where they found the princes and the kings of Mitzrayim and they lived in Tzrayim. And it must be that the kings were living in the best part of Mitzrayim. And even so, which is the worst of the lands of Eretz Yisrael, is seven times better than the best lands of Eretz Mitzrayim, and Eretz Mitzrayim is the best lands in the world. And the Gemara continues, How can you say that Hebron did not have good lands, but it says in the Pasuk, that it was 40 years after B'nai Yisrael asked for a king, and Avshalom asked the king, that I'm going to go and be Mishalom my Neda, as Avshalom was in Nazar Ilam, and he was going to bring his Gabonis, and the Pasuk 
states, And the Gemara explains, They went to go and bring sheep from Chevron, that the best Kvasim come from Chevron. So we see that Chevron was a good land. And the Gemara answers, We know that actually from there, we actually see right that Chevron is not a good land and it wasn't used for standard cultivation. And Chevron specifically wasn't used for farmland because I did the cliche era of the Raya, the Shaman Kenyana, that since the soil over there is so schwach, therefore they didn't go and plant any standard produce and they only had grass and that's why it was a good place for people to graze their cows and their sheep and that's why the sheep would be stronger because they had a lot of grass to pasture on and that's why Avshalom went to specifically take his sheep from Chevron because the sheep were better in Chevron. In the Hanami, the land itself was not good for cultivating and it wasn't good for farmland and we will stop over here.